Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hi, welcome to your Hollywood Crime Scene mini episode. Hi. Happy Thanksgiving tomorrow. I guess. No, Desi, today is Thanksgiving. That's right. Happy Thanksgiving to you, person in front of me right now. Happy Thanksgiving yesterday. Yeah. Hope you guys had a good socially distant whatever alone, possibly not what you normally do Thanksgiving. To, to our American listeners. <clears throat> oh, right. Or people who celebrate Thanksgiving. Yes. Um, so I, I have a real um, grab bag of different reader emails. I'm sorry, listener emails, etc. But I wanted to start off with an email from one of our listeners named Chris And I thought it would be good since it's kind of related to something we should all be thankful for, and that is all the medical professionals and first responders who are working through this uh, pandemic. Now, Chris's wife, Nicole, is a nurse, and after working 12 to 16-hour shifts for the last three weeks, she finally got COVID. (gasps) I mean, not finally, but like the inevitable happened. Oh, yeah. So he wanted to tell us that she's doing okay and that... Listening to the podcast together has been something that's been helping them get through it. He said that he sits outside her window and puts an episode on and they listen together. Oh my God. (laughs) Isn't that so sweet? Yeah. Uh, He said that they laugh their asses off usually, but sometimes she gets into a coughing fit. (laughs) So sorry about that. We'll try to be, uh, make you laugh less. (laughs) Um, but she's doing okay. He said, Good. now Chris is, um, Someone who wrote me before for an article I was writing about discontinued foods. <gasps> he was the one who had the Oreo Big Stuff. Yes. And his mom is like amazing. She, she, he would complain because she never baked home goods. So for the bake sale, she wrapped each individually Big Stuff <laughs> as if she had like made them or something. I remember this guy. Yeah. He had a really funny uh, story and his mom is still, still the same. She's still the same woman who wrapped those big stuff Oreos. And I honestly would love to hang out with your mom, Chris. Uh, when did they discontinue this big stuff? What is it called? Big stuff? It's Oreo big stuff. And I think it's like one F. Okay. Now yeah. when Chris wrote me, I couldn't, I didn't have it in my mind because there's so many Oreo variations throughout the past, you know, decades. Um, but then I remembered the song and I was like, Oh, that's the Oreo big stuff. Cause they it, had a really, um, they had an ad campaign that was just the song was like in your head forever. What was it? It was an it was a remake of an old sixties song or seventies. I can't remember. Was it Mr. Mr. Big? Yes. Stuff? So oh it was God. like Oreo Big Stuff. Who do you think you are? <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. So- and they were eating these huge Oreos that were like literally the size of like a slice of bologna. I don't know why I came up with that as a size <laughs> comparison. A slice of bologna. They were big Oreo Big Stuffs. I don't know that I ever had one, though. So we got an email from one of our listeners. We had asked for Thanksgiving stories, and she sent one in. Her name is Kaylee. Eight or nine years ago, my Texas grandparents drove up to have Thanksgiving with us. A few nights before Thanksgiving, my papa went camping overnight with my cousin's father-in-law and a few friends. That night, I had a strange dream. The weirdest part about it was how realistic it was. In the dream, it was completely black, and all I could see was my papa's face. It was scrunched up like he was having intense pain, and he would open his mouth to call for help, but he couldn't make any sound. I woke up with my heart pounding. I looked at the clock, and it was 3 a.m. I said a prayer and went back to sleep. Not long after I drifted back to sleep, I heard rustling in the kitchen. It was 4 a.m. now, too early early for my family members to be starting their day, and I had a pit in my stomach. I poked my head out of my bedroom to see my mom and mama with their purses on their shoulders about to walk out the door. I asked them what what had happened, and they told me Papa had been in a four-wheeler accident, a really bad accident. Like that night? Yes. They had gotten up super early at 3 a.m. to hunt, and my papa got separated from the other men. He hit a stump and got thrown about 20 feet from his four-wheeler. It was pitch black, and the other men couldn't find him. He was trying to call out for help, but the breath had been knocked out of him, and he couldn't make any noises. It was my exact dream and had happened at that exact moment that I dreamt it. Whoa. The doctor said he was extremely lucky and was almost paralyzed by the accident. 
Um, she also sent us a recipe. This Ooh. is a Southern recipe. She called it a heart attack and a casserole dish. So she only makes it on the holidays. It's called grits and greens. There's a lot of cream and cheese in this grits and greens though. So don't be, I saw the greens. I was like, greens, grits and greens sounds really healthy. (laughs) (laughs) Then I saw all the cups of cheese, half and half sour cream. That sounds good. That sounds really good. I love grits. I do Do you like grits? I love them. Um, that's one of those things where I'm like, why don't I eat grits more? Cause it's hard to find ones. Like I, I've never seen it at the store. Right. I, I guess I just never think to buy it. I mean, it's not obviously not something I grew up eating cause I grew up here. Right. I think you see polenta more. I, you know what? I grew up eating a lot of polenta. Well, because there's like an Italian San Francisco. San Francisco. I grew up definitely eating grits and I love grits. They're just so good. Our next email is from a listener in London. Her name is Siobhan. She wanted to tell us a story about her mom. Uh, that's a pretty funny story. Now, she said back in the 90s, her mom used to have this long black coat that was kind of waxy, maybe rubbery looking, down to the ankles with fur trim and a belt, very on trend for the 90s. It looked great on her, almost as good as the denim rhinestone tasseled maternity pantsuit she wore to one of my to my first Holy Communion. I like this fashion of this mom already. I love this mom's style. Can we get some pictures? I would love to see some pictures, Siobhan. So her mom, whose name is Eileen, and her Aunt Pauline were in a Costco, and they wandered away from each other. A man came up to her mom, who was quite small and mousy looking. He was quite small and mousy looking in his 40s. He said to my mom, I really like your coat. She says, thank you. He asked her where she got it because he would love to get one for his wife. She smiles and tells him where she she got it. Now, he then puts out a hand to rub the coat and asks my mom if he could try it on. So my mom tells him to fuck off. Nope, she doesn't. She gives this complete stranger her coat to try on standing by birthday cakes in Costco. He puts it on and whips out his dick and starts smiling at my mom as he rubs himself <laughs> Wait, in the middle of Costco? Yes. It took her a minute to comprehend, and then she pulled her coat off of him. She wasn't leaving that coat behind and shouts, you filthy man. He ran away at that point. My mom tried to find my aunt. My aunt is a lot more to the point than my mom. She was like, why the fuck did you give him your coat, Eileen? Mom said she was confused and didn't realize what was happening until it was too late. So they went to find the security, and then the mom had to explain to them what happened. And the security people were like, what do you mean you let him try? (laughs) 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 So she just kept getting shamed for giving this guy the coat. Oh, my God. So they're all looking around Costo. They never ended up uh, finding him, but she kept wearing the coat for a very long time afterwards and told my dad that it was expensive and she liked it and the man's willy hadn't actually touched it, so it was fine. So he was just wearing the coat and jerking off. Yeah, he like got her to give him the coat and then started jerking off. Like That is such a specific fantasy. (laughs) It's also a very bold move considering that they're in the middle of Costco. Yeah, I it's not no... like oh, this was behind. It would still be disgusting, but it's like not like oh, we were smoking in an alley outside of a bar, right? Obviously, there's a huge, you know, aspect to that kind of, I guess, crime, sex crime, where like to get to just do it like that is just so it's brazen. It's really brazen. Okay, so this person sent us an email. He wanted to tell us about a story he heard on Gilbert Gottfried's podcast. Uh, did you see this email? <laughs> no, I this didn't. This seems very funny. I would love to get more stories like this. He said he heard on Gilbert Gottfried's po- podcast that like in old Hollywood, David Niven was asked on a date by Joan Crawford. David who? Niven. Oh. It was common knowledge that a date with Joan would end up in bed. At the end of the date, Joan asked him to have a nightcap and he said yes. Once at Joan's, she said, let me slip into something more comfortable and went upstairs. David Niven saw a phone and decided to call in that he'd be late tomorrow. While on the phone, he noticed liquid falling from the ceiling and thought, oh my God, she has a leak in her ceiling. He looked up and Joan Crawford was naked, leaning over the guardrail, <laughs> pissing on his <laughs> Wow. Wait, so did Gilbert Godfrey do that in his voice? Did he I don't say know, but that, that sounds... Did I he have, say he that He didn't story? tell me the details other than it was on his podcast. I need to know where he I heard that. I think Gilbert Godfrey talks about a lot of old Hollywood stories because I listened to him when I wrote the Mr. Belvedere thing because he talked about that story on one yeah. of his podcasts. So that story was sent in by Willie. That's the guy's name. Okay. So 
This woman wrote in, she was also someone who worked at a mall, so she has a lot of mall creep stories. She worked in a bookstore, I think she worked in several bookstores, and she said the best and the strangest people come into bookstores. I think like once bookstores started letting you like hang out all day, like do you remember when that happened? Like there was a period where you definitely feel didn't feel comfortable just reading <laughs> books and magazines all throughout the store, like... And then it became like a thing where they set up tables and stuff. Like a like, like at a Barnes and Noble. Yeah, and they had like a Starbucks there. Yeah, like it definitely just seemed like all of a sudden they're like, hang out here all day, read all right. our books and magazines. Because I used to go in there and read magazines, um, and so then she, put them back. <laughs> yeah, like, really? I was like, yeah. Because <laughs> you know, I didn't. Well, I didn't like read them cover to cover. I'd kind of like peruse them, like right. all the different magazines. Okay, so she worked at Barnes and Noble at some point. A customer approached her. It was a middle-aged white man, of course. She says he started casually saying, "Oh man, standing all day. That's got to be hard on your feet." Well, <laughs> he says this to her. Yeah, and she like, works there. She works there. Yeah. I just laughed and basically said, yeah, I'm used to it. He said, I bet you have to wear good shoes in order to be up on your feet all day. Again, me being clueless, I just agreed to try to keep the small talk moving. He said, do your feet hurt when you get home? I told him it's fine, really. Then he says, your shoes are cute. What other other kind of shoes do you like to wear? Do you ever wear heels? Do you have a favorite pair of shoes? Instantly and dawned on me that this guy was obsessively preoccupied (laughs) with my feet. Not quite instantly, I'll say. But yeah, so she's very young, obviously innocent. She laughed awkwardly. Another customer came along, so she got out out, out of it. Now, she noticed the guy started coming in way more frequently after that initial conversation. He was always watching her from afar. He eventually promoted... Um, she was eventually promoted to the manager of the children's department, which was good because she thought she'd just be dealing with children and parents. Oh, no. Uh, <laughs> then the foot guy, foot guy started appearing again, walking around the children's department and trailing her while she was like working in that, that department. This man is a menace. Yes. She finally calls her manager to give her a rundown of what had been happening with this guy. She, the manager corners the guy and says, you need to stop now. He said, I'm not doing anything wrong. To which my manager replied, you know what you're doing. You know what you're doing. <laughs> you need to leave now and stay out of my store. And he never came back. That's hot. That manager. That's a good boss. Look. So I think that's the way to go. Don't give details. Just go, you know what you're doing. Yeah. (laughs) Because they're going to fill in the blanks. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, She also had a story where she worked at Sirius XM in customer service. And she said, basically, it was people bitching about Howard Stern and threatening to cancel their service. So then they get that deal. You know, when you try to go away, they're like, well, what about if we give you a three month for $12 a month? Like they try to keep you. Oh yeah. I've done that with my car insurance. So a lot of people will do that just all the time just to get like a cheaper rate. So she answered from a, a phone call from a guy. She asked what his ID was. And once again, she heard that telltale sign. He started rustling and then his breathing got a little more labored and like rhythmic. And she realized that the guy was jerking off. Now she was quicker on the take (laughs) with the jerk off guy than she was with the feet. So she's learning. So she hangs up and tells um, her coworker. He shouts to the rest of the workers. She just got the key guy because apparently the first thing is he, you hear his keys jingling in his pocket. And everyone was kind of like, she was kind of like, this is not normal. Like, this is creepy that he always calls. Um, so eventually she made a mental note of his phone number. They weren't allowed to, like, write down these kind of details, but she kind of repeated it in her head. And she wrote down his phone number when she, like, had a chance to. And that night she found out, she found an app that basically what robocallers use to make phone calls under fake numbers. And she proceeded to call the guy for a really long period until he was like, please stop, I promise I'll stop. <laughs> I think she took a lesson from her manager to deal with these type of people, like get them at their own game. So yes, she wrote some compliments at the end. Uh, Thank you for listening and sending in your stories. Okay. So this is from our friend Georgia. She wrote us in a cat story and a Thanksgiving story. Love it. Uh, So she said after she heard the story about the cat giving birth on the little girl's head, she's like, I'm not sure my bad cat story even comes comes close, but we'll, here we go. That, that story is pretty, uh, untoppable. 
as far as a crazy cat story. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but they're all good. My hairless cat, Jojo, who we, we follow on oh, Instagram. Like, yeah, this is our friend. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I said. <laughs> well, I'm sorry. Look, look, I'm extra like out of it today okay. from all the food. So, yes, Jojo, she has a Sphinx cat. Um, she got it. She said she got it at a rescue. It was from a rescue that had been returned three times over. As a kitten, he was purchased by the DJ Dead Mouse and given as a gift to the lead singer of My Chemical Romance and his family. They all felt that JoJo was aggressive. So that's how uh, Georgina um, ends up getting him. I'm sorry, Georgia. Unlike everyone else, I love JoJo. He is very mean and has badly bitten three of my friends and both of my parents. But he also once woke me up at 3 a.m. howling because a strange man was wandering around my yard. Aww. My most notable bad kitty story is that once my husband heard screaming out front, he went outside and found a Jehovah's Witness standing in our yard with Jojo on his head. Jojo had jumped on the stranger (laughs) as he came to our door and was growling in his face. In the end, nobody was hurt, but the Jehovah's never came again. (laughs) Jojo. I actually talked to her recently, not too long ago, about Jojo, because we're friends like on multiple social media platforms. Um... And I would always, we, I always used to tell her like, oh, Jojo is like Romy's boyfriend, even right. though even though they never met. But like in my fantasy, like oh, that's Romy's boyfriend. It sounds like her evil twin. Yeah, because Romy was like the most affectionate, sweet, right. whatever. And Jojo is the devil. Well, I've never heard of a Sphinx cat that was like because uh, Georgia told me she was like. Jo- actually, Jojo's like an asshole. I was like, really? Like I've never heard of a Sphinx asshole cat before. But it sounds like. Jojo's just really super protective of her. I, I also think it's like a lot of nurture comes in with cats, what they've gone through. Of course. Yeah. I mean, it sounds like, I don't know, Jojo was passed around a lot. So she also wanted to share her family's Thanksgiving tradition. Yay. Unlike everyone else who has a big yummy dinner, my family all gather in the woods and eat hot dogs that we cook over a fire. That's cute. They've been doing it since way before I was born. It's my favorite holiday. I like that kind of tradition. Do you know what I mean? Where it's just completely rejecting, but it's their own thing completely. Like, yeah. I think that's really cute. Do they cute. put the hot dogs on little twigs? That's my image. In, that's my fantasy. You're, you gotta, do you put them long ways or, <laughs> or sideways? You can do both. Yeah. You got it, but you got to get enough of that stick in there. You got to get enough of the stick. And I just, it's very whimsical in my head. I can picture the stick exactly. Me too. And if, if I was at one of those things, I'd be like, I would have to find the most perfect stick. I want, I would want the one that's in my head. And like <laughs> Donald Duck is there too. <laughs> exactly. Not like a big fat stick. You need a thin yes, spindly a one. A little spindly stick. Ugh, that, that sounds like a really good hot dog. Honestly, like I would love a hot dog right now. <laughs> Sometimes you hear a food, you're like, I haven't had a really good hot dog in for so long. Well, I'm not hungry, but a good hot dog. You are high, though. That's true. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. I'm the queen of starting a free trial offer and forgetting to cancel it, oftentimes being charged for months for something I'm not even using. If I asked you how many subscriptions you have, would you be able to list all of them and how much you're paying? If you would have asked me this question before I started using Rocket Money, I would have said yes, but let me tell you, I would have been so wrong. I can't believe how many I had and all the money I was wasting. With Rocket Money, I can see all of my subscriptions in one place, and if I see something I don't want, I can cancel it with a tap. I never have to get on the phone with customer service. They'll even try to get you a refund for the last couple of months of wasted money and negotiate to lower your bills for you by up to 20%. All you have to do is take a picture of your bill, and Rocket Money takes care of the rest. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over 500 million in canceled subscriptions. It's definitely saved me money, and now I can use that money to waste on things I do want. So stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash Hollywood Crime Scene. That's rocketmoney.com slash Hollywood Crime Scene. 
Rakuten's Big Give Week is back with 15% cash back. It's a festival of savings with big cash back at hundreds of stores. Don't miss headliners like Canon, Fenty Beauty, and Dyson. I can't wait to shop for all of my summer fashion and beauty needs, and we'll definitely be checking out Ulta and Adidas. Rakuten really is the best way to shop. You can really save by stacking cash back on top of other deals. And during Big Give Week, the cash back is bigger than ever. It's the time to shop for everything you need for spring and summer, like clothing, outdoor gear, and travel. Membership is free, and it's all happening May 6th to May 13th. Join today for free and get an extra 10% cash back boost on top of Big Give Week cashback rates. Go to Rakuten.com or download the Rakuten app today. That's R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Shoppers get it. Rakuten is the shopping platform to save while shopping. So this is an email from one of our listeners. Her name is Shauna. She said the year her aunt and her husband were divorcing, they decided they would still do Thanksgiving together for the sake of their son. It was a big family event at his relative's house. My soon-to-be former uncle always said a prayer or a toast before we ate. He was a weird, awkward dude who wasn't very expressive or emotional and sort of one note and monotone. One strange year, we watched um, a completely unrelated sorry, a completely unrelated scholastic video and no one understood why. We would just go with whatever he decided to do. Anyway, this year, the year he cheated on my aunt and said he wanted a divorce, he didn't say a prayer. He gathered all 20 plus of us in the dining room and decided to do a somber reading of Edgar Allan Poe's poem, Annabelle Lee. No. If you've ever read the poem, it is dark. It's about everlasting love, love that's so powerful it angered the angels and demons so they killed her and took her away from him. This is so self-serving. Only he doesn't accept that he that so he goes into her crypt every night to be with her <laughs> necrophilia is definitely into that so we don't know what he was trying to accomplish but every single person in the room knew it was aimed at my aunt it was a deadly silent it was deadly silent as he read the entire poem and we were all excruciatingly uncomfortable when he finished he said okay let's eat <laughs> Usually everyone is pretty enthusiastic about eating, but no one knew what to do as we all quietly got our food and ate because we were still so uncomfortable. Was he saying she wanted he wanted her to die? Was he saying he wished she loved him as much as Annabelle Lee loved the dude in the poem? Was he fucking with us? We still have no idea. Anyway, that was the awkward Thanksgiving. My former uncle <laughs> read us a poem about necrophilia. <laughs> That's incredible. That's like from a movie. That is... <sighs> Imagine thinking that that's a good idea. And there were like kids there too, probably, Even right? to read a poem at all. No, no matter at all. which one. <laughs> just seems awful. Now, she also had a close call. So it's a short one. So I'm going to add that one in. She said in 2000 in College Station, Texas, she lived in an apartment complex where the buildings, buildings were situated so that the buildings faced each other with a sidewalk between them. The guy who lived directly across from me was constantly knocking on my door around 2 a.m. each night and would greet me by saying, hey, girl, what are you doing? Then he would try to talk me into coming over to his apartment. I got really creepy vibes from him, especially when he started doing that two or three times a night, even though I always turned him down. One night, there was a knock on my door around that time, and when I didn't answer, the person on the other side of the door started pounding on the door very loudly. I looked out the peephole, expecting to see the creepy neighbor, but instead it was my twin sister, Chris, and one of our closest friends who had both, they had both driven to College Station from Austin. I opened the door, and my sister said, I've been trying to call you for two days, I, and I kept getting a business signal, and something just didn't feel right. I picked up my phone and realized that it wasn't working. I figured I would wait and call the phone company the next day. We all went to sleep, and as we were leaving to get breakfast, a cop was standing outside my door, and my creepy neighbor's whole building was surrounded by crime scene tape. I asked the police officer what was going on. He informed me there had been a homicide. As it turned out, my creepy neighbor had raped and killed one of my other neighbors and burned her in her own bed. My phone wasn't working because someone, most likely him, had cut the line. That is so If my scary. sister and her friend hadn't decided to drive to, down from Austin to check on me, I probably wouldn't have found out about the phone and <sighs> might have been... Isn't that so scary? Oh, my God. So, yeah. So... Now I'm going to get to a little news story. We had a news story that's very relevant to our interest. <laughs> and that involves... Just read the headline. 
Well, the headline for this particular story is, does this look like the face of a woman who took a dump during a school board Zoom call in front of 140 other people? <laughs> and, and to this I say, if you've seen the photo, yes, it does. Now, this is a great uh, news story. Apparently, there's been a lot of these things going around. This article that's on DeanBlundell.com says that someone had recently taken a piss in the middle of a press conference. Like you could hear it in the background. <laughs> Did you see that? So the person's giving a press conference and in the back they left their mic on. So you hear like that sound yes. that's like very uh, clear, clear, clearly piss hitting the ball. Uh, so, but someone had outdone that. This was called P-gate. Now we have dump gate. Well, we also had the, the tubin. The brown tubin. No, this is the brown tubin. We what we had like a few weeks ago or a month ago or whatever was the New Yorker writer Jeffrey Tubin. Oh right, he was caught jerking off on a Zoom call. Now, <laughs> did we not talk about that? We story? did not. Oh my god, that seems like I know. We got to get back into the topical stuff because more stuff is starting to sort of happen now. Yeah, we ran out of stories for a while. Uh, yeah, so this was like this was like a wrong halt. <laughs> This is a Tubin. She basically, this is a New Jersey woman. She was already sort of on the radar because she was very anti-LGBT and she was opposing um, some kind of, she's on a local school, school board basically or some kind of school board She thing. was opposing curriculum that taught LGBT history. Right. So she's part of this school board. She opposed this curriculum. I don't know that she has any say or her, she's probably just one vote. But she, but she be- kind of made a name for herself by being very bigoted. Uh, bigoted. So they're in a meeting and she accidentally broadcasts. She takes her laptop with her to the bathroom and doesn't turn the camera off. Rookie move. <laughs> so she's- for, rookie move taking your laptop to the bathroom while you're in the middle of a Zoom conference call. What the fuck are you thinking, lady? Also, I, I was thinking about this because we've tried to find out more information about how obvious it was that she was shitting. But if you had to go that bad during a meeting, <laughs> maybe it was really bad. Like you couldn't hold. Like when is the, when are, and there's only very few times where I'm like, I need to shit right now or it's coming out. Like usually I can wait 10 minutes for a meeting to be over. So maybe it was very well, pressing. Well, wasn't the camera on? They saw her. Yes, yes. So that's, they, what I, that's what I'm saying. They saw, they saw, even if it wasn't making noises, they saw that the duration of the time she was on the toilet. Which isn't a quick pee. Wasn't a quick pee. And they probably, and maybe there were sounds. We can't find out this information. I would love to see this video. So she's busted. 140 people were attending this virtual meeting. Um, So according to Vice President Scott James Vickery, he's the vice president of the school board. As far as I'm concerned, while our teachers are being professional and you're at home sitting on a toilet, so she must be like a parent maybe, we are moving on with dis- what the district's, what's, d- what's best for the district. So she, he feels disrespected. They're there as teachers and, and education professionals. <laughs> and that's, the, that's the respect she shows them that she gets on this meeting and just fucking takes a shit. Now she, oh wait, she is on the board. So she has to resign now. She she's resigning from the board because of this shit incident. I love the headline that I saw. I don't even know if it was a headline. It was somebody's tweet with the new, with the link to the story, and it was like some journalist tweeted it out. It wasn't like just whatever, but uh, they basically were like anti LGBT lady takes a dump on a Zoom call, comma resigns. Just the way that it was yeah, phrased, very was so. Funny. That's all the details. Now people have tried to reach out to her. And she said, I will not have a statement. I think we deserve a statement. Uh, yeah. Why would you, like, you got to tell us, defend yourself. I will, I will Her say. Her name is Frances, Frances Kojelja. I look, I was in my bed last night. Was it last night when we read the story? I can't it, whatever. It was yesterday, some point. And I yeah. was in tears reading the story to Brendan. Also, she's from Hackensack. New Jersey. You got to love it. I. <laughs> <laughs> I I told him I said you know I've I've had a lot of Zoom meetings before, and when I'm on a when I'm in a Zoom meeting or in like a work thing or whatever, and it's like an hour long, I don't I'm not moving a muscle. Me either. I'm even like self conscious about taking a drink of water. Yeah, and like if I had to go, I understand like things happen. Maybe you have to go pee during a Zoom meeting or whatever. But if I had to like get up and go pee, like I would literally like shut my laptop off 
Also, what's the difference between this and any other meeting? Wouldn't you just say, excuse me for five minutes, I'll be right back? Yeah. Like, like if you had to go to the bathroom during a work meeting, that's yeah. what you would do. I just don't get why you don't have the same sort of protocols. It's an emergency. I have to go right now. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's insane. So that's all I have for you. We'll get into what we've done this past week, what we've watched, listened to, and most importantly, eaten. <laughs> I have a plug. Oh, good. It's for my brother, my, my oh. little brother, who, by the way, just had a birthday two days ago. Happy birthday, Nick. Happy birthday, Nick. Some of his friends listen to the show. Oh, really? Yeah. Hi, Nick's friends. Hi, Nick's friends. I wanted to plug my little brother's bar. Uh, they have pickup booze. You can go and buy booze there at a little window. Like the bar is not open, obviously, because we're in a pandemic. Right. But he does booze deliveries, like beer and wine, and then you can actually go to the bar. By the way, the bar's name is El Prado. It's an Echo Park. And it's a very cute little bar, and according to people who drink alcohol, the beer that they sell is very good. The wine, they do a lot of natural wines. Yeah. I don't know what, what that is, but it's very like hot right now. Yeah. So if you're into like fancy, interesting, local artisanal brews, both wine and beer. Yeah. Go to my brother's Instagram page, El Prado. It's a cool bar. It's a very cute little bar and support him. And I just wanted to get, give him a shout out for his birthday also. Yeah. Yeah. I should, I should get some beer. You should. And then I can tell everyone which ones to get. You can tell everyone because that's, so that's the problem is like my brother's very sweet. Like when I, have in the past when I was able to actually go there, it's like very close to Dodger Stadium. So I would always meet him there before we'd go to a baseball game. Yeah. And he would always have like a non alcoholic spritzer that he made for Aww. me. I know. It was very sweet of him. Yeah. Um, but I'm, but according to people who drink alcohol, he, he sells a lot of great stuff there. Cool. So you can pick it up, take it home. Nice. If you want. Uh, so did you, ha- are you watching anything new? Okay. <laughs> I have to issue a retraction. From oh. last week. Billions is not boring anymore. <laughs> oh, good. I was honestly, I was like, wait, does she have a new retraction? No. It's good. Okay, Billions got really good at the end of season one, and I just blew through season two. Oh, damn. We fucking blew through season two this week. I got to say the whole ice juice premise. Yes. <laughs> we were we were holding each other's hands and screaming. Oh my god. I'm just saying like the drama ramped up for me. It gets really dramatic. I couldn't remember cuz I binged it so fast. I was like I don't remember when it got like really just where you were always sort of on your edge, yeah. the edge of your seat. I, I'm enjoying it. And even when I was like, oh, the stakes aren't that high. It doesn't feel like the stakes are high for me. Like I still was a very enjoyable show. It's very well acted. Like I think it kind of gets you in the world, and then by season two, then you're I, really like in it because you know the characters so well. I think that's what it is, and and I was also just focusing way too hard in season one, just because all the financial jargon like makes no sense to me whatsoever. Oh yeah, me either. Like I tried to watch. Everyone was like, "Remember when the Big Short came out?" I and still everyone haven't watched it. <laughs> okay, I had it on. I had a screener of it. And I had to pause and stop the movie so many times while I was watching it because I couldn't. I was like, wait, what? And then I like rewound it. And that movie is like for dumbasses. No. Like, I mean, like dumb, like people I, who don't know. I've said people like, no, you, you'll love it. I was like, no, you do not know how dumb I am <laughs> yeah. with numbers. Like, I cannot grasp numbers at all. I just like, can't grasp like stocks. Yes, that kind of stuff. I just don't get it. I feel like I have to like take a class to understand it. I just don't get it. Or talk to someone where you can ask a lot of dumb questions. But they're like, no, the big short's great because it dumbs it down for you. I'm like, no, I'm really dumb. I need like a, I need like <laughs> no. an extra dumbed down version. I think I started it and I was like, this is already too much for yeah. me. <laughs> it's like the first scene was like something really complicated. I was like, I don't know that's what, what I, that is. But, but so I think that's why I was like struggling with billions in the first season. But yeah. it really, it's like the backdrop. It's just like, once and, you start knowing the characters, it's like, it doesn't even matter what the scams or the finance stuff is. Well, what the min- little minutia is or what certain terms I mean it's just and obviously I watch and I watch everything with subtitles too which helps oh, me yeah, yeah. comprehend so yeah blew through that blew through season two this week we're enjoying it I'm excited to watch it later tonight yeah because last I heard you had just finished season one you know what I did finish 
what else I finished? Criminal Minds. I finished all 15 seasons <laughs> of the CBS network drama Criminal Minds. I can't believe you watched that much of those are that was like a lot. <laughs> Desi, first of all... Like, I can't even start the show. It's too intimidating for me, even though I know. First of all, season 15 was only 10 episodes, and I'm pretty sure it's because of the pandemic. Oh, so that show's still on? No, well, it was. It it ended February 2020. Oh, okay. And it had, like, a series finale ending. Okay. I... But usually, like every season, since it's network, every season was like 22 episodes, right? Yeah. But the last season was only 10 episodes. I'm like, what is this, HBO? Like, this yeah. is bullshit. That's what happened to me with season five of Billions. Oh. It was like five or six episodes. And I was like, wait, what? I'm <laughs> I was on, like, I'm pacing myself and thinking it was 12. I'm like not even above rewatching that show because it was, I had so much fun watching it. Yeah. I mean, I get into rewatching shows. It, There's like a, it's like a different level. Now enough time has passed that like I don't remember whatever, and it's not, it's not even like oh, there's big twists or anything. It's just like the case, each individual case in that show is so over the top and out of control. You're like, this is not. Well, you seem like me. Like I like to fall asleep watching TV, so it's important that it's not something I need to like be paying attention to. Really, <laughs> so it's like something that's like. A procedural or something I've seen before will be a good choice for that. Yeah, for and me. I definitely gave this show like pretty much my undivided attention, but it was right. it was mostly just because it was like I said last week. I love procedurals. I it's very soothing to me. Great show. Uh, definitely like sad I missed it. I asked Brennan if he was proud of me. He said no, but then he was like, "Okay, yes, I am, sweetheart. I'm very proud that you finished all 15 oh, seasons." I gave that to you. I know. It was good. Um, yeah, I haven't really been watching anything. I feel like I'm just, I don't, the days are all melting together. I'm oh. still watching Dexter. I listened to a new podcast. Ooh, what? Hollywood Con Queen. Wait, what? It's, <laughs> okay, it's not Hollywood Crime Scene because that's this podcast. There is a podcast, I swear to God, called Chameleon colon Hollywood Con Queen. Okay. It's weird. What's it about? It's con- a it's a it's this con artist who was conning low to mid-level workers in Hollywood, like people who are grips, people oh, who shit. are makeup artists. That's fucked up. Uh, you know, costume people, uh, stunt people, trainers. Aww. So it's not like the big actors and stars. Right, and it's stuff. like the workers. It's the workers. Yeah. It's like the work the people who are like you know, aren't in the public eye, but who are very integral to films. Yeah. Uh, So these people are like getting conned by this person who's promising or who's saying that like they have a job, but it turns out not to be a a real job. So is it like a um, six part series or something? Well, there's nine episodes so far, but it's not over. But it's one per, it's focusing on one con. It's one con. Got it. But I blew through it this week. Oh, cool. I feel like I binged it in like three days, but I've been enjoying it because you know, I love a scam. I love a scam too. I love hearing about them. I love seeing how they do it and how people get fooled. And this is such a weird one too. Oh, it sounds good. I'm going to listen. You should listen to it. It's, it's entertaining. Definitely for sure. Uh, Listening to that. Uh, nope, not, not, not much else. Okay. Um, so food, I mean, this is a big week for food. What didn't we eat? (laughs) What didn't we eat? (laughs) What it, so tell us about your Thanksgiving dinner. What did you make? Okay. Well, this was my first Thanksgiving that I made everything, everything, me by myself. I baked and (laughs) baked, I roasted a my own turkey this year. Yeah. I've never roasted a turkey before. Usually my uncle does it. Cool. I think it turned out... It's an accomplishment. You know what? I think it turned out really good. Yeah. I did a dry brine, Mm -hmm. which, you you know, the wet brine, that's the kind like my mom always did when we would have Thanksgiving at her house before we went to my uncle's house, whatever. The wet brine is like you got to put a turkey in like a tub in the fridge and it's like sloshing around in there for three days. And I don't have that much. I don't have that big of a fridge. You need a, you need a big fridge. You need a bigger fridge for that. And you need an extra fridge because you can't put it in your main fridge. It's a lot. Yeah. 
Well, I got a, the smallest turkey. I think everyone got the smallest turkey this year. I got year. a nine pound turkey. That's smaller than mine. Yeah. I got an 11 pound turkey. Oh, so yours was two pounds bigger. Yeah. Uh, I couldn't remember what size you got because I remember there was some confusion. <sighs> yeah, we went to uh, Whole Foods and they had like run out. But then mine they... was from Whole Foods too. I just like went and got it. <laughs> Are you serious? I like pre-ordered mine. I pre-ordered. Cause I knew I was like being so responsible. That was like the most responsible I've ever been in my no, life. No, I mean you were smart. I just got lucky. <sighs> Well, okay, so I did a dry brine. So I basically rubbed it with the kosher salt, and then I added my own little herb blend, which was mm-hmm. just thyme and sage, and then I did some orange zest mm. and some pepper, and I uh, let that sit in the fridge uncovered because you want the skin to dry yes. out. That's the secret to a crispy skin yeah. is to make sure the skin is as dry with as all possible. to get a crusty yeah, the crisp skin or Have a crusty this, steak. Yeah. yeah get it dry beforehand. So, um, yeah, I let it dry on the fridge for like 30 hours. And then today, uh, when I, before I put it in the oven, of course I slathered that shit in butter. Uh, yes. I mean, I did a very similar, I did with salt. Yeah. Dry brine, uh, dried out in the fridge and yeah. then sh- literally shoved butter under the skin. Dude, I put so much butter on my turkey. I used like a stick of butter and then I basted with more butter. Yeah, same. <laughs> it turned out so my, good. My turkey looked beautiful. It was very brown. Yeah, and yours even. was good. It looked, it was, I, I felt like I had never had an evenly browned one like that. But I was like, sh- it's so erotic when you're <laughs> dealing with a turkey because you're like <laughs> slathering it with shit and basting it. It's like, I've never treated someone that good. <laughs> It's a very. But it's so like. Do you know what I'm saying? Well, you're paying so much attention. You're massaging. Well, like, when I do the butter, when I massage that butter into that turkey, yeah, that's no, that's an erotic, erotic moment. You're shoving your fucking hand up, <laughs> shoving celery sticks, fisting it. Oh, and then the other thing I did, which was also um, very a very horny move, is I I cut I cut an apple in half and I jammed it in its neck cavity. Ooh. And that's a trick I learned from Epicurious this week. Okay. And you know what? I recommend it. I'm going to eat that what apple it, later. What is the what is it for? It's to keep the breast meat from not drying out so quick. Like it, it the 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 cut side of the apple just adds an extra moisture against the breast oh, meat. Oh, okay. I, that's what they said. Yeah. So I just I, I had, mean w- there's not no harm. <laughs> yeah, there's no harm. And I had a lot of beautiful drippings. I made a really good gravy and then I made a delicious stuffing. I made a very just classic stuffing with celery, carrots, and onion and white bread. And it was good. Lots of butter. And I had my homemade chicken stock in the stuffing. Then I made some mashed potatoes, very basic. And then I made my mom's spicy jalapeno. Oh, I have to try that. My mom's spicy jalapeno cranberries. Yeah. That also have ginger in them. Mm-hmm. I have some. You can try some. Yes. Um, I made the turkey with butter. <laughs> <laughs> that was basically all I had on it. I made cornbread stuffing. So I make a cornbread stuffing with, I put in spicy sausage. So it was a little spicy. Yeah. I liked it. And I put, you know, you have your uh, carrot, I mean, your um, celery, onions, and this one has green apple. So that's also sauteed. And I also add chestnuts to mine. So I chop up chestnuts and add it to the stuffing. It's very good. It has like butter in it too. And chicken broth and whatever. Then I made my homemade green bean casserole. So it's like a gourmet version of the (laughs) trash classic. It's so good. Because you just do like blanched green beans. So they're very bright. And you make a homemade like bechamel with mushrooms yeah and then i did not fry i usually fry uh, my own onions with like panko and i i bought like the um crunchy onions from trader joe's oh because they have like their version of the uh, libby's like the famous yeah version and it was good i liked it i just i got to the point where it was like five o'clock i was like i can't fry onions right now right i i just had to do everything else and then i made a really good pumpkin pie recipe uh, maybe we can post some of our recipes because I really liked this pumpkin pie. I'm very like always kind of like, oh, that's not exactly what I want. This one was very good. I used Martha's pate sucre. Same. So, uh, the best. I love hers. And then I also made a cranberry curd tart with ginger snap crust. That looks so, so good. It's You know, it's like that is such a good pie because 
It's definitely, I always like to make a pie where you know, like every year I'll make a new pie Yeah, when there's like that, a lot of people, it's right, easy to right. get away with that. Right. And this one is very good. It's like a key lime pie, but with, um, cranberry. ginger snap and with cranberry, the curd is made with cranberries. So it's like really pretty too. Cause you can candy the cranberries and like a stick of thyme or, um, rosemary you could use probably. And it just looks so pretty. Yeah. It looks really good. <laughs> so yeah, that's what I made. It was exhausting. It was so, it was really tiring. I can't believe I made it. I've pod. never made my, the whole meal by myself before. I've done it like one time before and yeah. it was exhausting. It took me two days. Like I was in the kitchen nonstop for the past two days. That's all I did for two days. Yeah, me too. Like I started yesterday. Yeah. Yesterday was like, I, I made the... And I cooked all day today. Like I got up at 7 a.m. Same. Because <laughs> I had to start certain things. Yeah, like, I got up. In the morning, I got right out of bed and I just started cooking. And I haven't stopped since you came over. Yeah. It's tiring. I'm fucking exhausted. So send us your pics. I would love to see people's Thanksgiving. If you had a triumph, send your disasters too. I'll look yes. at your disaster photos. Especially if they're cat related. Oh you my God. We want, we, we want those. Somebody's, <laughs> somebody's cat on Twitter, someone posted a picture of a little paw print in their pumpkin pie. Aww. Very cute. Very cute. But I'm sure it. she was furious. Ugh, you got to just cut that piece out. Yeah. <laughs> the rest is still good. Yeah, the rest is still good. <laughs> yeah, but you want to display your pretty pies. My cats, my uh, my adult cat, Melon, and my two foster kittens who are still here, they had a lot of turkey. They were into it. They were so into it. God, yeah. I'm so proud of myself. I can't believe I did such a good job on my first turkey. I'm so proud of myself. It's it's definitely one of those things that seems so scary, but when when you do it, you're like, oh, it's like a chicken. It's a large bigger. chicken. You just have to adjust a few things. Yeah. I think we're all like used to growing up when you were a kid, not really helping as much, thinking that the turkey took like from in my child memory, I was like, turkey takes like eight hours That's to what cook. I thought too. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know why I always assumed, oh, the turkey takes like six hours. And it hours. was always so stressful. Yes. Like everyone seemed like they were freaking out if the turkey didn't go in at a certain time. Yes, always. Yeah, so I feel like that's part of our thing. And then the first time I did it, even helping someone else, I was like, this is bullshit. <laughs> like, why were we so stressed out about the fucking turkey? I don't know why. Like, that was like the, this is why I've been so intimidated. Yeah. It was like, literally, I remember, my memory is that it would be like 9 a.m. And someone would be like, the turkey's not in yet. Everything's fucking ruined. Yeah. <laughs> it's not even close to being in yet. And Dude, I, I feel like every year it was the turkey. It like, was the turkey. There's something going wrong with the turkey. We have to. Yeah. It was so stressful. In general, though, my vibe if you will even if i fucked up the turkey i'd be like that's fine let's all fucking eat the other stuff like it's right. not that stressful to me like i don't have i definitely did not take those stress levels about holiday food on at all no i mean i want good food and stuff like that but it's like if something fucks up who cares well especially since we'll just eat mashed potatoes <laughs> like, yeah i mean especially since like my meal was just me and brendan yes it wasn't like he it, i was like serving to like a huge fucking dinner party yeah, but in general with family, I think it's chill. Like I've yeah. had things fuck up before on Thanksgiving, and if you're with people who like roll with the punches, yeah, it's definitely can be like very relaxing. It doesn't have to be as stressful as it seemed growing up, right? Right. But who the hell knows what what was going on when we were kids? But I just remember the turkey thinking that turkeys literally took ten hours to make. I don't know why I thought that too. Yeah. My turkey took uh, two hours and forty five minutes. Yeah, I think that's what mine was too. But we did have smaller turkeys, but it's still, it was, I don't know why I thought it was like eight hours. I think, like, I literally I think it's thought. it's like four to five hours for like a really big one, like yeah. over 20 plus pounds. But even that doesn't seem that stressful. And maybe it's also people who eat earlier. Yeah. Because I, did I you? feel like, I don't, I, as an adult, I eat dinner at dinner time. Me too. Maybe a little earlier but than normal. But you one of those families that ate Thanksgiving dinner when you were growing up, did you eat it at like 1 p.m.? I honestly don't remember. I don't, I feel like it wasn't that early. I, but I just don't have a memory of it being super early. I have never in my life eaten Thanksgiving dinner when the sun is still out. Oh, really? So that's pretty late. I have always, I don't know, like, but at my, like, my mom has literally never had Thanksgiving dinner on the table, like, before 8 p.m. That's late though. 
Because I do feel like people do it earlier. Or my uncle, at my uncle's house, when we get there, we start eating at around like 7.30 p.m. Yeah, like you roll out the hors d'oeuvres. Yeah, he always has like shit out. I feel like mine's slightly normal. I mean, slightly earlier than normal, but not like 1 p.m. But I'm saying that, like I, that is like a thing. Like I like I remember like being at a friend's house, like because I'd slept over the night before, and we were I was like 10 or something, and it was like the next morning was Thanksgiving, and I was getting ready to go home, and her mom was like setting the table, and it was like 11 a.m., and they were going to eat dinner at like 1 p.m. I would like some of our listeners who have an early Thanksgiving, like why, 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 why that is, but it's what like, is the tradition where it started at that early? Cause that seems like an insane meal to get ready for yes. 1 p.m. <laughs> but it's like not, how, it's not an uncommon thing. That's why it's baffling to me. Yeah. No, I don't re- recall eating that early. It definitely seemed earlier than normal, but not 1 p.m. But that does make more sense why people would be stressed about the turkey. Yeah. I don't know. Because no it's 7 a.m. and you're roasting a turkey. That sucks. If I had to cook a meal like that that was ready by 1 p.m., I would probably be a huge cunt. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know who I'm talking to about who I'm judging because I don't think I would have been very good at that either. Well, and it's like even today, like, first of all, on a normal night, I don't usually eat dinner till like 10 p.m. Oh, yeah. So the fact that we didn't sit down to start eating Thanksgiving dinner tonight at, until 8 p.m. And for some reason, I was like stressed about it. Just goes to show how like demented it is. Yeah, there's some demented um, sort of muscle memory stress factor related to cooking Thanksgiving. I yeah. think even if you've never experienced it firsthand yourself. Uh, there's just like a well, weird... because on my Instagram, it's like people are rolling out their turkey dinners at like two p.m. on my Instagram. Like what? Yeah, it's noon. Like yeah, what are you doing? I have no idea. It's interesting, but it is a thing. Yeah, I feel like we're the odd people out. Oh, definitely. Like we're the uh, anomalies. I'm a late eater. I like eating. I late. am an I'm a late eater, eater too. Whenever people are like, it's going to be later, I'm like, I literally don't care. The only problem is I don't eat a lot on Thanksgiving, so then no. I start getting really hungry. <laughs> well, yeah, that's what happens to me. I never, I, I had a bowl of cereal today. Yeah, that's I try I to ate. keep it very light and then yeah. I get super starving. Uh, but yeah. Okay. All right. Let's send, let's see those pictures. Let's. Here, um, you're, I mean, look, it's going to be a weird year this year for people in like for Thanksgiving, just yeah. probably didn't get together with a lot of people. Absolutely. Maybe you didn't have Thanksgiving at all. Maybe you ordered takeout. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Well, I saw some people who ordered takeout and I was actually, I was like, I should have fucking done that. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what was I thinking? <laughs> Dude, I don't know how I'm going to fit all this shit into my fridge. Yeah. I have to figure this out when okay. you leave. It's a puzzle. Okay. Bye. Bye.